0: I was studying, if you got your Bible, I was looking at 2 Peter this morning. I want to start with a perspective of God that we can sometimes forget or muddle because of our own inadequacies or our own lack of understanding of what God has said. 2 Peter 3.9. So let me read this. The Lord does not delay as though he were unable to act and is not slow about his promise as some count slowness, but is extraordinarily patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. I read that, I was like, he's, he's not just patient, but extraordinarily pr- patient. I love the way that this scripture describes as some count slowness. He's saying, look, the perspective of God that we see shouldn't be from our own perspective so in in all seasons of life at the moment just consider that the lord does not delay so i want to get the right perspective before i talk about our part in this you know um as though he were unable to act god doesn't think that does he so when you read that scripture the lord does not delay the, the bit in the Amplified in brackets is, as though he were unable to act. Think about it. Is that the way our minds lead to? Is that what determines the way we pray at times? Even the direction of our prayer. You know, the faith in our, in our prayers can show that by, the, by that doubt, as though he were not able to act. So whatever we're praying into or working towards, we, we can't look at it from our perspective. Right. And then the other thing here, and then he carries on uh, and is not slow about his promise. So our timing and God's timing, when it says he's not slow about his promises, it's not as though as some count slowness, it says here. So again, he gives the perspective from your perspective, your time. Right. One day in the Lord's house, it's like what? A thousand elsewhere so we cannot put god in our time frame he's not slow he's never slow he never delays so it's all down to perspective and understanding what we have and who we are so just consider these words in everything we're going through but 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 (coughs) is extraordinarily patient towards you you see god knows your flesh is trying to put me in a box and i could get frustrated because you're looking at me in a way that's not the way I want you to look at me. You're looking at me through your limitations that you see in yourself. But that's not what I've called you to do. Look at me and look at everything from the perspective seated at my right hand. I've given you everything. I'm gonna go into another scripture. He's patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And that's the key of the Lord. He's so patient because he wants all of us to come back into a right relationship. To come to repentance. Because this wrong mindset needs for us to reset. Right? This mindset is not in perspective of who God is. So I was thinking, yes, and amen. I was like, okay. So with that. When it says, as some count slowness, as some see, as some consider, as we see. That's basically what that means, right? So let's go into 2 Peter chapter, three, uh, chapter 1, verse 3 to 11. So go back a little bit. 2 Peter 1, 3 to 11. Now this is the perspective I want us to go. Today is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I won't sing it again. But it is a great day because the truth will set us free. The truth will put us in the right understanding of who we are, where we are, and what we're running towards, and what we're believing for. So let me read this. And this is so powerful. I was like, yes, for his divine power has bestowed on us absolutely Everything necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness Through true and personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence Pretty good start. Okay, that's a pretty good start. He has bestowed everything necessary for a dynamic powerful dunamis Spiritual life, a life that's not like a wet lettuce. A life that's strong, that's like a rock, right? Of life and godliness. And it comes through a personal, truthful knowledge of Him who called us. We're chosen, right? For by these He has bestowed on us His precious and magnificent promises of inexpressible value. So that by them you may escape from the immoral freedom that is in the world. Wow. Because of disreputable desire. And, be- and become sharers of the divine nature. Wow. Right, so that disreputable desire is that disreputable understanding is a is a misunderstanding of who god is it comes down to our identity and understanding who god is and who we are before him if we know who he is then we don't see him through who through what we are in our flesh we see him through our spiritual reborn being as people who have been given everything abundantly above and beyond right perspective is the key and so that's the way god starts okay he starts with this is what i have given you this is who you are through me through my son and my promises are sure i'm never late ever i'm never slow ever therefore when you pray don't pray with that disreputable mindset it's a wrong understanding. Because you are a sharer of God's divine nature. His DNA is in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory, the hope of everything. And I thought, man, let that sink in. Scripture speaks so powerfully. So here's the action, the, our part to play with the right understanding if we do this with the wrong understanding with the disreputable (coughs) we're going to constantly be questioning god's divinity in essence we're going to be questioning his his truth will he come through did he really say is it going to happen sometime in my life will i ever see breakthrough does this sound familiar why am I always here? Disreputable mindset, disreputable thinking. Why is it that they never, blah blah blah, change? That's not the way that we are to see the Lord, right? We are to see Him in this mindset, that we have everything. He's bestowed everything upon us. So here's the action part having repented of that disreputable mindset okay because he says he's extraordinarily patient with you and me and when I see that in scripture I'm extraordinarily thankful (laughs) because I'm like if, if, if God was in was his patience was in the same level of my mindset I'd be dead if I was to judge myself I would not be as extraordinarily patient but God is because he wants that all would what not perish that none would that all would come into his eternal blessing and relationship so here's our action with this right mindset for this very reason do you see that for this very reason what's the reason that God has given us that right understanding that we have his divine nature This is why we act in this manner. Applying your diligence to the divine promises, making every effort. That's our diligence, right? In exercising your faith to do what? To develop moral excellence. And in moral excellence. See, if you did this with the wrong understanding, this is going to not work out very well. (laughs) But with the right understanding of who God is. In exercising your faith to develop moral excellence, and in moral excellence, knowledge, insight, understanding. And in your knowledge, self-control. Let me stop there for a second. What makes us lose our faith often? What makes us blurt out is our lack of self-control. Our peace goes because our self-control goes. Why? Our self-control goes because we think We're understanding the situation. We're not thinking from God's perspective. We're not constantly, it says, pray without ceasing. Connect. That's how we lose self-control. That's why he's hitting these key points of humanity. And he's saying, let my divinity replace that humanity. My divinity, me in you, Christ in you. Not you in you, Christ in you. This this is how it's going to happen. And in your self-control, steadfastness. What does steadfastness speak of? Saying, I'm going to keep going steady. When we pray with, without faith, is it going to happen? Is that steady? It's like a good captain on a ship, and they're in the middle of a storm. A bad captain would go, that's it, we're dead. We're done. It's like, dude, you said we were going to get through. A steadfast captain will go, keep your eyes on that horizon or if we're following the star we keep following the star we're gonna get through this I know because I'm re- I'm reading the charts right I know we're not lost I know this is the right path well God has given us the best charting system for the entire eternity so you know that you know okay and in your steadfastness godliness you see I, I find that fascinating Godliness doesn't come out of impatience. Godliness doesn't come out of a frantic prayer. Godliness comes through steadfastness. Steadfastness speaks of peace. Isn't that fascinating? It attacks the very core of the way we could react. I know in the past, as God was working through some of issues in my character as a younger Christian, I had a lot of impatience. And I'm still working through that, but I know I can count my blessings. Man, I used to be like this. But because I've practiced steadfastness through the storms, I've grown. And this is what God says, practice this. This is the action. And this is the thing that grows in partnership with the Spirit of God. And in your steadfastness, godliness. And in your godliness, brotherly affection. Godliness first. Now, I read this and I thought, how many people in the world think they can replace godliness with broadly affection? What does that mean? I'm going to walk a little old lady across the street today and I'm going to earn my godliness points. I'm good now. The rest of my day, I can do what I please. See how the world twists it? They try to replace God's truth with these semi Offshoots of it, but they won't go to the core which starts in repentance They won't go to the core which starts with godliness, which he says you be holy as I am holy Right and we as Christians can easily get trapped in that (coughs) we don't want to face Certain issues in life, and so we cover it with what? Acts of godliness through brotherly affection. I'm gonna love my bro today Because it kind of numbs the things that I know I've got to deal with You know what? I'm going to act patient and loving there Because I don't want to have to deal with my lack of patience and faith in my own home And so that kind of nullifies it And it makes me feel good I'm going to do church in parentheses On a Sunday, I'm going to be the most spiritual dude around Come Monday, don't look at me Don't come into my room. Don't get in my mind. That's for sure. The world constantly tries to attack this truth. And that's why he puts it in this order. And in your brotherly affection, develop Christian love. That is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others and to do things for their benefit. That's the amplified way. Of calling what love is. Love not for your own benefit. But for their benefit. What does that mean? When we know that we can love somebody. Not because we're expecting anything back. But because we're loving them for their benefit. What's their you know, love language is what's often said. What's, what's their greatest need? Even if I need that from them. How can I express godly brotherly love? And you can't do that without godliness. That's why the world says karma. Right? But hey, if you do me wrong, man, I certainly am not going to give you love. You're going to get the karma back. Right? God says no. Don't love people to gain anything back. Love them for what they need, okay? And bearing in mind, he started this with, I've given you everything that you need. I have given you. He said. He says, this doesn't come from you. I've given you everything you need for that divine character. Because all of these are the characteristics of God. For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity, This is what I want to encourage all of us. This is what it means to be a soldier, not a baby. This is what it means to be a man or woman of God. They will keep you from being useless. These things will keep you from being useless and unproductive. (laughs) What? Okay. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty, right? In regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ true knowledge and understanding if we want to know Christ we got to be faithful in these things so many people young and old I've spoken to say I just can't get to know God I can't hear him I can't when I read the word it doesn't speak to me and I've often asked what's your lifestyle like are you working out simple things, the small things, faithful in the little? Are you showing those things? Behind closed door, what does life look like? These kind of questions. Why? Because these are the, these are the action points that God says, through these things, you won't be useless and you'll gain a greater understanding and knowledge of Jesus Christ. So if you wanna know him, you gotta, you, in essence, spark, that divine nature in our behavior which means what we take off our mindset that's why god says put on the mind of christ not the disreputable mind but the mind of christ that's how we see god first it starts with god always starts with him doesn't start with the actions it starts with the lord then it starts with his promises with the right understanding now we get to the action then we start to see the fruit in our lives. Then we start to grow in spiritual maturity. Then we start to see the fruit, right? So they will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some people walk with a lesser understanding. sigh Young, so sad. There's so much more that God wants to reveal, right? For whoever lacks these qualities, these are characteristics is blind short-sighted closing his spiritual eyes to the truth ain't that the truth in life we can sometimes we know the truth is speaking and we close our eyes or at least half of it, mm-hmm. it it's it is it there hell is it still looking <laughs> at me? is the truth still there over <laughs> my shoulder? I want to keep doing the yeah, I don't want to repent. I don't. And that's life. But God says, don't be blind. Having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Oblivious to what God has done. Oblivious. That's why I said at the beginning, make it a practice to remember what God did for us. The grace, the love, then we start to get the right perspective. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about His calling and choosing you. I love that. Be sure, and this is the brackets from Amplified, that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. When people say, how can I act? What should I do? I haven't got a writing on the wall, Would God hasn't spoken to me yet and given me clear instruction. I've heard that a thousand times. And I'm like, buddy, it's really clear. Look at where you're at. Well, I feel called to the nations or I feel called to the pulpit. I feel called to whatever. It's like, well, okay, who's next to you? Who's the person in front of you? What circumstance do you find yourself in? Now work with due diligence on your character in that moment. Are you reflecting God? Actively developing these virtues. For by doing these things, you will never stumble. Wow, now that's a powerful statement. You and I have the opportunity to never stumble. I've stumbled. I'll say that right away but my faith says would you have the opportunity to never stumble that's what it says in the word in your spiritual growth and will live a life that leads others away from sin so how can I enact that virtue by following those instructions right understanding of who God is who we are come to a place of repentance for that this reputable mindset, put on the mind of Christ, and then act in these manners, reading through this. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be abundantly provided to you. So when we enter into to the fullness of the promise of the King of Kings, that means all of heaven is available to you and me.